Happy Monday, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Airport Minute, where each and every day, one minute at a time, we take apart the greatest disaster movie of all time, the 1970 Universal Pictures movie, Airport. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm host number two, Mark Cerulli of Illuminar.tv. And uh, we are both thrilled and happy to have none other than my mother, Dee Cerulli, on the Yay. show with us. Yay. This is, a, this is a, a remarkable moment in our podcasting history. Good, Mom. good afternoon or morning, wherever you're at. Mom. Mom, yes, all right. What am I this is now this is my time, right? That's yeah. right, Mom. Say whatever comes into your head. Well, uh I just have to tell you, uh when the moment I saw Burt Lancaster, I went back many years to from here to eternity. And although I'd read the book, I saw the film. The moment you're seeing he I can't remember who the actress is, but their their beach scene there wasn't a woman in America who didn't want to have an affair with Burt Lancaster. It was just, it was criminal that we couldn't. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, Deborah Kerr. Deborah, Deborah Kerr, Kerr on, right. on the beach there. With yes, the all right, Deborah Kerr. Right. Uh-huh. But in the meantime, he was just, he's just... just so, uh, not only handsome, um, there's something about him that uh, encourages uh, Promiscuity. No, not promiscuity. Dreaming. Okay. Yes. In my generation, we weren't promiscuous. We just dreamt. Mm. And um, <laughs> I kind of felt that way about Sean Connery and You Only Live Twice, I'll be honest. Uh, that's, uh, Mark, <laughs> that's a shocker for me. I, um, but I think the other – when I looked at this clip, I would not realized that this was a disaster, uh, a plain well, disaster film uh, because, of course, the clip I looked at was simply – uh, uh, engagement between a wife and husband. And I yes. felt kind of sad that she wanted to wa- end their marriage because he worked so much. That's usually what you expect of a husband. If they work, they provide for you. I kept thinking, would she have that beautiful coat if he didn't work so much? Well, she she came from a lot of money, right, Jim? Yeah, that he, he she was actually trying to get him to go work for his dad so that they'd have even more money. So, uh it's yeah, it's awkward. I mean, I I've as I've watched this movie, I used to, I first used to believe that, you know, the the woman was kind of uh uh shrewish about everything and didn't understand that the man needed to work and things. But I've kind of come around to uh Cindy, Mrs. Mrs. Bakersfeld side because She's right. He he kind of has taken on the job at the expense of his family. It's one thing to be a career person, but the other thing about ignoring your family and you know being a part of it that that that's kind of upsetting uh, in this in this film. I think Bert had a failing, uh, and that's his major flaw in this in this whole movie. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that that's fair, Jim, because uh, one uh, you know I'm I'm thinking of today's world, and if you're not twenty four seven. You're not a success in the corporate world. And uh, particularly, you know, uh, Mark tells me that his role is that of a manager of a, of a Chicago airport. Uh, I don't know how he could ever not be involved night and day. Yeah, well, I would think that he'd be able to delegate, though. I mean, it's, it's one thing. I mean, his, his wife did put a lot of uh, restrictions on him. She had, she had to have him come out to a lot of dinner parties and things, and she wanted to move up in society. So I think that was a bit unfair of her. What was the word he used to describe them? Wingding, wing, wing, wing dings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, he it's 
I think they're both to blame. He didn't pay attention, and she didn't listen to his needs. But in this, in these kind of situations, in, in many uh, households where someone corporate has a great deal of responsibility, it's expected that the other partner, male or female, takes on more responsibility for family. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, that this is... And it seems to me that that she was not willing. Yeah, she well, she wanted a certain kind of husband, and he wasn't that husband, but she didn't... She tried to change him rather than accepting him for who he was. I think that was the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. It's just very, very frustrating to see this. Had she dropped... I forget which order we're in. Had she dropped the bomb on him that she was having an affair? Well, uh, no, no, no. That's that's coming up later this week, but... Uh, oh, you're oops. ruining it all, Mark. <laughs> Um, well, he just talked about being a bigamist that he was married to his wife and, and his, job. his job. And yeah, that's right. you know and I have to tell you I I think most successful corporate people have that dichotomy. I don't I don't think that's unusual. That's a great word, Mike. I I agree I agree. It's it's it, you know, it's difficult that he's up in the upper levels and she has she wants all the gravy and she doesn't understand she's got to eat her vegetables and the vegetables in this thing <laughs> is having her having him do the job and being away from home. I think he's using it, though, as an escape. I think he's using it to stay away from what's basically a loveless marriage. I don't think he really cares about her that much. She's she's more of a role than a than a partner in all this. No, I, uh, I would I would have said that she was somewhat unfair. Uh, from yeah. what I've gathered from the one clip that, uh, uh, as he said, it's not that something was more important. It was that it was more. Um, what was the term he used? Mark, what was the word? Imperative. 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 Now, yeah. airplanes are imperative. Let me tell you. Yeah, you've got piles of people flying around in the sky. I think that you have to focus on that a little bit more than uh, you know going you know, through a dinner party. I, I, honestly, coming in from uh, from uh, Logan, I would say that every you know with every uh, rough patch, I was glad that the pilot was concentrating and that someone was running the airports. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, it, that's. Uh, I don't. I don't see her as having a valid, uh, a valid rationale for wanting to uh, uh, bring down the marriage. Uh, again, I didn't ask Mark how many children were involved. It doesn't make any difference, even if there was only one child involved. Um, yeah, it. it Mom, it, come on, it, say it, your famous line. But the fact remains. Well, the fact does remain. That, uh, <laughs> there we go. It takes two. To, uh, it takes two people to. Uh, and it really, it takes two people to. Uh, Make a child nasty. feel comfortable, but there's no question that uh, since she was not involved in uh, running anything corporate or running a, a, or or actually she was not involved in working. She made uh, it's been made very clear to me that she was so wealthy that she didn't have to work. Yeah, it, it it's a uh, it's a difficult step. I mean, I think they're they're both a little bit myopic on you know what what their needs are without. I think they both failed to see what the other's needs were. I have a tendency to have more sympathy for him than for her. Uh, well, you just like Burt Lancaster. Well, that's Mark. true. That's true. But I rem- she- in terms of trying to change anyone, I remember, uh, Mark, your father, uh, I guess it was about our 40th year of marriage. I remember his saying to me, why don't you stop trying to change me? Because I'd spent 40 years trying to change daddy. <laughs> and I was never successful. Well, it... Well, I'm speechless. <laughs> Why are you speechless? He was a very, very good man who was very different 
Uh, now, do you remember Dad telling you that he saw Burt Lancaster walking down Fifth Avenue once? I, I vaguely, remember. vaguely. I there was a time when I went to the movies quite a bit and with Daddy. Uh, naturally, I was not the uh, movie um, fan that Daddy was, and uh, but we, you know, there's. Uh, in, we lived in New York City for what twenty five years, so and yeah. Daddy was in downtown New York all that time. So it wouldn't be it wouldn't have been strange that he saw Burt Lancaster. I did not, and that that's heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but uh, it was. I mean, you were immersed pretty much, even though you know you didn't have to be a movie buff to go to the movies in uh, Manhattan. I mean, everything was right there. So I would. Do you remember ever seeing Airport when it first came out? No, I not this film. I don't remember seeing this film at all. Um, and I think the other thing too is that because we lived in the city, uh, one one thing that happened is that you were with your children twenty four seven. You know, you couldn't; they were never out on their own. Right. So you know, Central Park every afternoon, and I would walk Mark to his school. It was yeah. It was it, there was no commuting involved. It was you were right no, there. So. That's it. We. And uh, so there were, however, back to Burt Lancaster, um, there's still a hole in my heart for him. Have you ever seen The Swimmer, Mom? I think vaguely I remember, and I remember that being excellent. Yeah. I'll see if I have it. Yeah, it's a it's a great film. I mean, just it, it, he has such a dynamic range in that entire movie where you, you have to piece together what his life is like just from his reactions to other people that he meets. But there's a theory that one of our fellow podcasters came up with that um, this movie airport is the, the prequel to the swimmer. Right. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. That, uh, th that all of these events that happen here led up to the role that Burt Lancaster played in the swimmer. So, Same uh, script writer. No, 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 no. It was, um, when you have an it was just a, it was just a theory, Mom. No, I don't think. Yeah, it John John Cheever any... actually wrote the uh, short story that the swimmer was based on. And Your he, neighbor, yeah, he yes, lived right that's down the true. Block. Used to bike by the house every day. <laughs> uh, Mark, you yeah. know, I'd like to see the swimmer. Do you have it here? Uh, well, America, I'm going to go look. Okay. Uh, what we need to explain is that Mark's mom is visiting uh, from from New York. She she lives in Westchester, and she's visiting uh, Hollywood this week with uh, with Mark uh, over the other side of Universal Studios. So this is your first trip to California, is that right? Yes, it is, and I have to tell you, at, at least um, Mark took me into the center uh, yesterday, and then the day before, uh, Sandra drove us to uh, Santa. Santa Monica. Santa Monica, uh, to a beautiful hotel, Casa de, de la Ma, Del Mar, uh, and I walked on the boardwalk outside and saw the Pacific. Ah, yes. Uh, which is, I wanted to see the Pacific, and I wanted to see the John Paul Getty Museum, and I've I've done those two things. So mission, mission accomplished. Being here, when we're in downtown, I'm very much aware of how commercial Los Angeles is. It's you're much more aware of its uh, of of it being very very commercial compared to New York. Now New York, of course, is a center of commerce, but the fact is Hollywood uh, is kind of it's in your face commercial. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you go to Times Square, it uh, this is like Times Square everywhere though. When you're in That's Hollywood, right. every, every place it's is everywhere, Times Square. Everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, but um, it, and and these are all the places. I mean, you're you're just up the hill from where airport was made. So this is you know this is a company town. The company just happens to be Hollywood. I think one of the other things too is that when I went shopping, uh, I bought a couple of things that I always buy in 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 New York in Westchester, and one of them was three dollars more expensive, and the other one was two dollars more expensive. And I don't see the. I know that California is a state that requires a great deal of tax money for its uh, social programs. Oh, yeah. But I don't know that the uh, grocers <laughs> require that much. Well, it's uh, and also, you know, I mean, salaries drive it, too. I would imagine that uh, price is a, a I should imagine demand, salaries yeah. are higher here than they are. Who knows, yeah, I mean, though? Who knows well, about you know, the minimum wage? Burt, Burt Lancaster uh, made seven. Was it seven million? Burt seven million dollars. Seven million dollars in nineteen seventy. Yeah. That, I yeah. Mean, well, that's that would be almost. It would be more than doubled now, right? Oh, it would be closer to uh, closer to quadruple. I, I think he, it, you you could put it up easily near about thirty million. Wow. Uh, and yet, and yet, he still worked after that. I mean, he worked at, as late as he had a long career. Yeah, he, he worked in you know he did Atlantic City with uh, Atlantic Steve City. Miranda. It's a great movie, fantastic film. Uh, you know, and uh, even as late as uh, Field of Dreams with uh, Kevin. Was Costner. he in Field of Dreams? Yeah, he was Doc. He was the the old oh. doctor that uh, that came in that saved the the kid from choking on the hot dog. Yeah, I I don't remember seeing. I didn't see Field of Dreams, but I know that that was you know within recent memory. Yeah, yeah. It, it he just and he played parts that were, I think, uh, appropriate for his age. So as yeah, I think yeah, he was in his yes. early eighties when he did uh, when he was in um, Field of Dreams. But he played a, a great, kindly old man. And uh, you know, he he every time he's on the screen, your eyes just are drawn right into him. He he demands your attention. And uh, you know, even though this is a this is kind of a not much not much to work with, not a lot of material in this scene, even though it's you know a divorce coming apart. He he does play everything. Out. He gets every last drop of emotion out of this uh, particular scene. I think I had you know in terms of the male actors can get age appropriate roles as they get older. Not true for females. Females yes, just well, fall off the edge when they you know when they reach their middle forties. They're over. Well, then then they come back as little old ladies like uh, Helen Hayes is. In Helen Hayes, yeah. Well, I should yeah. show you her clip. She's she's just masterful. She yeah, really she, is. Well, she's just a mere seventy-one in this. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, and you know she does, yeah she does a great a great job. But you should get 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 her to see other other clips of this movie. I think would be I, great. Will. I will. Um, could you tell me about the first time you were ever on an air an airplane? Do you remember? Do you remember the first time you took to the air? Oh, of course. I used to take Mark up to New England <laughs> on a very small plane. I remember the um, aisle was tipped, sharply tipped, and Mark wow. and I would, would share. A, a, it was a, a, one side was two seats, and the other side was a single seat of, of the aisle. And it was a small, small plane for leaving from LaGuardia to uh, New Bedford Airport. And wow. we did that a great deal. It's a propeller um, plane, as I remember. What's that? Was a propeller plane? I think it was. Yeah, that was that yeah. many years ago, yeah. and it was always a safe trip. Mark always got airsick, but that was okay. <laughs> and uh, that was many, many. Well, there you have it. All all secrets are out yeah. now. But I think the um, mom, you the still first... have one of those bags, right, as a souvenir? Well, <laughs> those bags were very handy, Mark. 
don't knock them. I think one of the um, my first major flight, I guess, was the one to um, Lisbon in 1978. That wow. was the first time I used a you know large, large airline. Sure. Uh, out of New York City, I think it was. Let me think. Was it New York City? Or oh, it's probably, probably Kennedy or Kennedy or Boston. Well, no, we were living in New York. Right. We were living in New York, so it would have been one of the New York uh, wow. airports, probably and, JFK. And and now now you were on your first transcontinental uh, going to uh, to California. How how did this how did this recent flight feel? How was that well, going to? Uh, uh, I had never traveled business class. Uh, or first class, or whatever it's called. I'd always gone coach, uh, and coach was good enough for me and good enough for Mark. <laughs> and that was many years ago. And when I traveled with Daddy, I, we always went coach. Then suddenly, first class is very nice. And oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the things they do is make sure that they're constantly giving you something to eat or drink the entire flight so that you're not even aware that time is passing and that there's uh, some, um, what is it called when there are bumps? Oh, turbulence, turbulence, turbulence yeah. Some turbulence. So, no, it was a very, uh, and I felt sad for the people in coach because there were so many of them. There were great many people. And that meant that they had to be very uncomfortable back there. Yeah, but uh, you, def- you would definitely go back on, uh, hopefully you're going back on business or, or first class. Yes, on the way, yes, on the way home. I, I am. And I-, I think what mom's trying to say is she's enjoyed being on the show and maybe we'll have her back on, on a future podcast. I think that's nice. I think that's very kind of you to uh, extend another invitation. And well, I'm thought- ready at the moment's call. Awesome. Well, now that we now that we have you online, so we will we will definitely have you on in, in future episodes. And it's it's nice hearing Mark sweat for a little bit. It's very enjoyable. But uh, yeah, thank thanks so much for uh, for being on our show. I mean, I've, I've we've known each other for it's coming up oh, 40, 40 years now. So, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my goodness. I remember the crew at JFK. Yes. Yes, we, we all had, had a great time. Mark, I have no idea what to do with this. It's sitting no, you just off. just stay there. Let, uh, Jim has to uh, Jim has to say his goodbyes to we, our audience, yeah, right, we, Jim? Yes, we will we will uh, discuss further if if <laughs> uh, if people would like to join in on family matters. We are uh, always always available on social media. Uh, please join us on uh, Twitter at Airport Minute or on Facebook at Airport Minute and the Airport Minute Commanders Club. Uh, if you'd like to get a T-shirt, we don't have the uh, Olin Mills picture of the Cerulli family yet, but we'll have that on a T-shirt soon. So go to <laughs> go to airportminute.com/shop, and there's a. There's I have a, a great couple. photo of Mom with the with doing the finger, which I can send to you. <laughs> oh come on! No, well, <laughs> check the bio pic in the in airportminute.com for a special surprise. <laughs> but we will, yes, we will return uh, tomorrow as we continue. Actually, this is a uh, this is Ladies Week on on the Airport Minute. We will have a. Uh, uh, Two, two more women that are discussing uh, aspects of the show as the uh, Bakersfield marriage falls apart. We'll be able to go, in, go into all the details uh, through this week. So please keep up with us right here at the Airport Minute. Also, you know, if you, you can listen to this every single day, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Monday through Friday, you'll get a, a brand new episode delivered right to your uh, mobile device. You'll be able to listen to us and, and enjoy the mayhem. So uh, go to Air- iTunes, uh, subscribe under Airport Minute, and uh, leave us a great review because that always helps us find more people who love the kind of action that we provide. So yeah. 
So join us back here tomorrow on uh, the Airport Minute. Until then, good day. Bye-bye. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. Thank <laughs> you.